Arcadian Vanguard presents the Wrestling News in your daily wrestling newscast for Saturday, October 14th, 2023. Good morning, I'm Mike Sepervivi. We begin today with last night's SmackDown broadcast live on Fox from the Box Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. L.A. Knight pinned Solo Sokoa in the main event with John Cena neutralizing attempted outside interference from Jimmy Uso. Knight was speared by WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns to end the show. Reigns, making his first WWE TV appearance since August 11th, had been confronted by Knight earlier in the show during an in-ring promo segment that also featured Cena. Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso successfully defended the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship on the show, defeating the team of Austin Theory and Grayson Waller when Rhodes pinned Theory. Cody has Theory where he wants him. This Michael Charles, y'all. Crossroads to retain the championships. Up next, the Judgment Day. Cody and Jey were confronted on the ramp after the match by the Bloodline. Also on the show, Paul Levesque officially introduced Nick Aldis as the new general manager of SmackDown. Aldis had been working backstage as a producer in WWE for the past few weeks, but this was his first TV appearance. With Aldis now the SmackDown GM, it was also announced that Adam Pearce would become the exclusive general manager of Monday Night Raw. As part of the segment, Aldis also introduced Kevin Owens as the newest addition to the SmackDown roster. The episode also featured a brief backstage confrontation between Charlotte Flair and Jade Cargill, marking Cargill's first interaction with a WWE in-ring talent. Charlotte, I'd like to introduce you to... Jade. Oh, I know. It's nice to meet you. It's my pleasure. Oh, it will be. In other results, the Street Profits attacked Carlito during a backstage segment, Pretty Deadly returned to action to defeat the Brawling Brutes, and Bailey pins Zelina Vega. After the match, WWE Women's Champion EO Sky attacked Vega, but Charlotte made the save. AEW presented Rampage last night on TNT, featuring matches taped last Tuesday night at the Cable Dahmer Arena in Independence, Missouri. In the main event, Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta of the Blackpool Combat Club beat Khan and Toa Leona of the Gates of Agony. The show opened with a six-man tag in which the Hardy Boys and Brother Zay were defeated by Matt Menard, Angelo Parker, and Daniel Garcia. In other results, Jay Lethal topped Trent Barretta and Sky Blue bested Emi Sakura. More on the backlash over AEW's MJF and Juice Robinson angle. AEW President Tony Khan engaged in an online back-and-forth with a local Florida politician over the angle from last Tuesday's Dynamite, in which Robinson threatened Maxwell Jacob Friedman with a roll of quarters with Friedman's name on it. Travis Akers, candidate for the Duval School Board District 7 in Jacksonville, retweeted a TMZ article covering the criticism aimed at AEW for airing what many perceived as an anti-Semitic angle at a time when Israel was at war. Akers added, quote, We were watching AEW when this happened live last night. It was a tasteless and horrible decision by Tony Khan to pursue an angle woven with anti-Semitism. We changed the channel. AEW lost me as a fan with this one, which sucks because I really enjoyed their product. End quote. 
Akers called out Khan, sharing direct messages Khan had sent him, which read, quote, I got the point that you didn't like the angle on the second tweet, Travis. Message was received hours ago. I don't think, quote, tweeting TMZ is doing much good, end quote. Akers reported that he and Khan were having an ongoing conversation online about the angle and that Akers was urging Khan to address it in a non-kayfabe manner on next week's Dynamite. In legal news, WWE filed for an injunction last Thursday against trading card manufacturer Panini to prevent them from continuing to market and sell WWE cards, according to a report from WrestleNomics. This injunction is part of WWE's effort to end its contract with Panini, partly in order to license its trading card rights to Fanatics. The company had tried to get a temporary restraining order against Panini, but was denied. Panini then sued WWE for failing to uphold the existing contract, which remains in effect until the end of 2025. Panini had originally been set to merge with Fanatics in 2022, but when the merger fell through, the subsequent loss of key personnel led to a breakdown of the relationship between Panini and WWE, according to information mentioned in WWE's injunction. WWE has cited that as a result, Panini has failed to fulfill its contractual obligations, producing insufficient or subpar products. In injury news, Harry Smith, a.k.a. Davey Boy Smith Jr., was forced to undergo emergency surgery last Thursday night, according to a post made yesterday on Instagram. The procedure was for appendicitis, but also revealed diverticulitis, leading to a partial colectomy. Smith is currently in recovery and has been forced to withdraw from his scheduled match against MLW World Champion Alex Kane tonight in Philadelphia at MLW Slaughterhouse. Smith has been replaced in the match by Filthy Tom Lawler. Wrote Smith on Instagram, quote, Hopefully I can get this same opportunity in the future when I'm back healthy, and so sorry to my fans, these things happen, and it was not something I ever want to endure again. Trust me. This was a 12 out of 10 on the pain scale, end quote. And we close with some unfortunate news. Veteran journeyman wrestler William Newell, who spent most of his 25-year wrestling career under the name of Bill Howard, passed away last Saturday night at the age of 78 after a battle with COPD, as was first reported yesterday by Greg Oliver of Slam Wrestling. Although he spent the majority of his career as an enhancement talent, Howard made a decent living while wrestling full-time all through the 1960s, 1970s, and the first half of the 1980s. As an enhancement fixture in places like Mid-Atlantic Central States, Georgia, Florida, and St. Louis, Howard did enjoy occasional mid-card pushes, most notably using his ominous heel persona of Radimus, first in Memphis in 1977, in Amarillo in Puerto Rico in 1978, and later in the Pafos ICW in 1983. The only major title of Howard's career came in 1971 when he briefly held the IWA World Tag Team title with Red Bastine in Japan. And although he lost the vast majority of his matches, he could claim wins against such stars as Kevin Sullivan, Ricky Steamboat, and Genichiro Tenru early in their careers. Howard began wrestling in 1961 at the age of 16, getting his training from Billy Gells at the Marigold Arena in Chicago and getting some of his earliest experiences working for Jack Pfeffer. He also gained early experience in the AWA and Gus Karras' St. Joseph, Missouri promotion. After stepping away from the ring in 1985, 
Howard was hired by the WWF to be a referee in Kansas City where he lived. He would occasionally substitute when wrestlers couldn't make a show wrestling his last match in 1987. William Newell later owned a carpet and upholstery cleaning company. He is survived by his wife of 51 years, Judy, as well as his son, Frank, and two grandchildren. And before we leave you today, we'd like to remind you that however you consume your content, you can find the wrestling news 24 hours a day and seven days a week across social media. On Twitter, follow us at Wrestling News AV. Our Facebook page is also Wrestling News AV. The wrestling news can also be found on the Arcadian Vanguard YouTube page. And for those who utilize Amazon Echo devices, just tell Alexa to play the Wrestling News podcast. And remember to make sure you add podcast at the end. Once again, for daily updates, breaking news, and more, follow the wrestling news across social media. And that's the news for today. If anything happens, we will be here to tell you about it. No clickbait, no paywall. Just the Wrestling News. The Wrestling News is a division of Arcadian Vanguard, and the Wrestling Newscast is a production of the Arcadian Vanguard Podcast Network.